buzzing out there. Keys um, just get pucks deep, you know, play the corners hard, see if good things will happen for us. Yup, we're back. I tried a new thing because I can't clap, so I gave the little pound with the <laughs> there. I, I was don't know how terrible that's going there, and then I, I completely forgot that you're hard casted now. So yeah, and you I'm got the, did you go with the black cast? I did. Oh, so you got you got to get us. So we got to do the rock star like silver sharpie then. No, right? see that's why I did the black cast because everybody's <laughs> like, "We call you gonna get? We gonna sign it?" I'm like, "Yeah, you want me to bring my yearbook too? You want to write something in that?" <laughs> I'm just like, "It's all good," but. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 53 of Just Dishing It. As you can probably see, we are a man light. Uh, our good co-host, Mr. John Tudes Tudor, is off at the Key Bank Center watching the Pittsburgh Penguins play the Buffalo Sabres. God, I hope they win so we can light him up because he was feeling great after the deadline and all that crap. So, Boys have been on a roll. Yeah, we'll see. Boys have been on a roll. Although I did see a really funny headline the other day that was like, Sabres are red hot, like in March or something like that. Like, well, they're like six and four. When they're, like yeah, <laughs> but it is that it's kind of red hot compared to what they usually. I know are. that's what the comments were. It was yeah. like people were like six and four is red hot, and yeah, people were like yeah for the Sabres it's red hot. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, anything five hundred plus is red hot for them in March. I just thought uh, that was a really really funny headline to read. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, look. um I don't want to waste any time. I've been wanting to get our guest on for quite a while. We're finally able to connect, finally able to get a time. So everybody, please welcome Chicago Wolves captain, Andrew Porterolski. Andrew, thanks for joining us, bro. Happy to have you. How's everything? No, thanks for having me, boys. Uh, It's good to come on here and uh, talk some hockey and and, uh, let's have some fun. Absolutely, dude. It's been a while, man. I've I haven't seen you since you lit up the summer league over there at North Pounds. That was that was quite the experience for me. So, Derek, um, little backstory. I actually somehow I ended up on the ice with this guy. But I'm okay. like completely out of my league, obviously, right? First game back that I got was it my an FH, was it an FHL? No, I don't no. even know what the league is. The shout out to ASAP Mob if any of them are listening. Absolute yeah. beauties. But um the I was wearing my new true skates and I look I felt so shitty and I'm like I'm playing against this pro, I'm playing with a pro hockey player and I can't even skate like I normally can this is gonna work out nice but obviously he, he covered the bases we looked sick out there I think I was probably like a plus eight just just playing with him for three steps. that was a blast though but no it, it was cool because honestly full transparency had no idea who you were before that and then Nick showed me some stuff when we were sitting in the locker room. 716 Nick, Mr. Cavo, shout out to him as always. But I was like, oh, you know what? I've, I've Some guys have showed me him like, yeah, he's from Buffalo. He's a Buffalo kid. And I was like, all right, yeah, let's see. And then sure as shit. And I'm like, not even trying hardly. Just it was so much fun. Those summer skates <laughs> too. Like even if like obviously you're a pro hockey player, right? But like even guys who played at like high levels too, when they're just out there playing, having fun, being one of the boys, it's it is so much fun just being a part of that and watching it because you know you're staying in shape, just playing hockey, you know. Because you go, you always run into, as I'm talking about this, because of the cast, you get those guys in beer leagues that are just tryhards and they stink. So when you got someone who's actually incredible at the game, just playing loose out there, just dishing it around, so fun. <laughs> just put your stick yeah. down, you're gonna get a goal. 
But dude, no, for sure. That was really funny. My uh, my two brother-in-laws are on the team, and then uh, team captain Dean Arthur is one of my buddies, too. And I always joked with him all summer. I was like, let me know when playoffs roll around. I'll come. <laughs> I, was still, I was still only, like, half serious, like, kind of joking around. And then uh, one night I was actually watching uh, Ted Lasso, and it was when their, like, captain, he, like, lost his passion for soccer, and they, like, brought him back to uh, – like his old town roots and he was like pretty much playing like night soccer with the boys and like, like refound his passion for it and like loved it. So I was like, wow, that's pretty funny. Like I was just joking with Dino the other day that I'd come play with them. And then you're short a bunch of guys in those semis and finals. So I said, yeah, screw it. Okay. Yeah. That was so <laughs> that was awesome. pretty funny. I think yeah. I pissed some guys off on the other team, but <laughs> Oh, dude, I remember I, I remember somebody said something to you about, like, oh, it's Brendamore playing because you obviously had, like, your, your gear on for the Hurricanes. And you you came back yeah. to the bench. It was the first time you said anything to me. I was like, did he? <laughs> did you just get chirped? And he's like, you go, yeah, he's like, he said something like, is Brendamore up in the stands or something? I was like, that was one of the worst chirps I've ever heard. <laughs> I can't even imagine someone throwing that my way. I would have just – what did you do? Just shake your head, just like okay. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it was know. after. Yeah, it was after I scored a couple of goals. He's like, "Is Brindamore up in the stands watching?" And I was like, "Is that supposed to be a chirp?" And then he like didn't know what to say. <laughs> I was uh, like, "Are you chirping me for playing pro hockey or something?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was stupid, but yeah, it's all good fun. After one of the last goals, someone tried to two-hand me. I was like, "All right, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. You boys got the rest." Yeah, when that when that comes out, it's just like we're. Stay away. A scrub yeah. will handle it. Like, <laughs> you yeah. Gotta... I, was, I was just trying to have fun. No need exactly. to get hurt. We don't need a gong. We don't need a gong show situation no. on our hands. No, that's because then you end up with this poor shit. And it's, it's, <laughs> oh yeah. my god, it's so stupid. But anyways, dude, you are absolutely lighting it up this year. Did did anything change for you, like off season training, or do, what can you attribute to? Because I'm. What do you got? Seven. You almost got eighty points in fifty something games. I think it is. Yeah. Um, did you lose me? Nope. Can nope. you hear me? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, oh, gotcha. Um, no, I, other than, you know, obviously I'm playing with good players here and my line mate, Stefan Nosen's crushing it as well. Um, yeah, this summer I, I changed a lot. I, I pretty much worked on like speed training all summer as compared to my conventional like weightlifting and powerlifting and stuff like that. I just did a training and like work at the turf and um, we, I had a track coach and we just did a lot of explosive movements and stuff like that. And I actually got a lot of good feedback from the hurricanes when I got to training camp saying they noticed my speed already. And uh, that's something I didn't even tell them that I did. So it's good that they noticed it. And yeah. then, and then, yeah, just having a coach here in Chicago who trusts me, I played with him. He was our assistant back in Charlotte when we won the Calder cup in 2019 and he's our head coach now, and we're familiar with each other. And then also I'm playing center this year. I haven't played center since, like, my first year pro. Like five oh, years really? ago. So, so I think that's definitely helped me out a lot. And, I, and, yeah, so I'd say those three things is a good combination, and just having a good team here makes my life a lot easier. For sure, man. We got like a little Tage Thompson almost situation there. <laughs> Moving back to center and just lighten it up. Where did you play center like growing up, like in youth? Yeah, yeah. I played center my whole life. Played center in juniors and in college. Um, 
after my first year pro, we had like six or seven guys who were centers on the team. So some guys Uh-oh. had to get forced to wing and, um, yeah, I just I was one of the guys who switched to wing and and I did well for a couple of years and and never really thought twice about it. But then uh, during free agency, I, the Canes needed a center, and when I talked to our coach, he just presented a great opportunity for me, and I I wanted to try it out. And obviously, it's been great. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, I feel like that happens with like a lot of like younger guys. Well, like youth just growing up is that like the good guys usually just end up playing center just to cover all the bases. So then you just end up yeah. with a bunch of centers and someone's going to have to flex to wing eventually, obviously. So usually like, I feel like you see a lot of rostered guys like center right wing or whatever, you know, but like, yeah, no, for sure. When, especially when like coaches ask you where you can play, I like to say I can play all positions and, you know, if an <laughs> NHL coach is asking, I was like, I'll play defense if you want. So, yeah, right. Um, yeah, you just got to be ready, and it's good to be able to play both, but I've definitely found a good home here at center. Oh, that's awesome, man. Um, obviously, we, we touched on it a little bit in the beginning, but playing for Rob Brendamore, and obviously you mentioned the feedback about you know your, your speed and everything like that, and you hear all the stories, obviously, from us guys on the outside, right? What a nut he is with the gym still and everything. Was that like also just like – that coming from a guy like him, a pro like him and his staff, like meant a little more to you, I'm sure with all the work and the changes you put in and like, Oh, this, this was a good move by me over the summer. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was reassuring to know that the hard work paid off and people noticed, but um, yeah, anything that comes out of Rod's mouth, um, (laughs) everyone just is so dialed in when he talks and uh, he just grabs the whole room's attention right away. And, He's obviously such a well-respected guy and he's accomplished so much as a player. So anytime he says something, um, you know, guys gravitate towards him and he's obviously had so much success now as a coach because of that. And um, just the respect that everybody has for him is crazy. And um, it's a guy you just want to go to bat for. So um, can't say enough good things about him. Oh, dude, I imagine. I watch him on TV when he yells at refs. I'm like, I'll run through a wall for this guy. I've never even <laughs> met him. Like, dude, it, yeah. it's, it's like a wel- welcome meeting for us at training camp. And, you know, guys are just, like, coming in from out of town. It's the first time, like, everyone sees each other. And you leave the welcome meeting, and you're ready to run through a brick wall <laughs> and stuff. But um, uh, it's definitely – he's definitely a great coach and, and great guy. And he's also, like, a player's coach as well. And, you know, he gets it because he was a player and – um that you get all sorts of guys who are coaches nowadays, but he's someone who can talk to anybody and he's not too big for anybody. And, um, but at the same time, you know, he gets the most out of everyone. So yeah, I know he, everyone from Buffalo might not love him because of uh, no, hurricanes and favors, no. but I mean, uh, it's so. kind of hard not to, he's a, still a, a hockey legend. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There is like, you know, there is respect there. Yeah. yeah. The, the respect is 100% there. And let's face it, too, our GM was on that team also for the Hurricanes. So it's like, whatever. They've, they've yeah. been there, done it. Get some winners in here. Let's get this Let's get this flipped around. That's what, that's yeah. what we're about mainly. But it's all right. It should have been erased from our memories years ago. But that's <laughs> the only thing we have to dwell on now because of the, the yeah, everlasting no rotation that's been going on here. I'm sure you – it's probably still somewhat keep up with with our uh, our hometown situation going on. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> They've been pulling it together you. though. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So, 
It's, it's It hasn't been this encouraging in quite a while, honestly. I mean, maybe since we got Darlene, even since we drafted him, I don't know if it's been looking this this good. But even then, it was kind of a weird. Why am I talking about the Sabres? I always end up doing this. Um, anyways, so Andrew, I mean, I always like to ask this when we get pro guys on. It's it always fascinates me because I mean, I in the summers I played in a lot of like big tournaments and stuff in Toronto, and you know, I I played against Colton Perenko once or twice, and it's just like you usually can tell like really good players, but then when you hear about guys that are like already drafted and stuff, you're like you watch them play and you're like. Oh yeah, that's a whole nother level. Did you ever have a point, even in like youth travel hockey, where you thought to yourself as a kid, like I might have something here, like I might have a shot to like play really high level, maybe not even pro, just like because you played Division One college too, right? Like, was there ever yeah. something that like a, do you have like a time in your life when that happened, or did that just never occur to you as a kid? Yeah. I don't, I don't think there was ever like a realization point. I just think it's kind of always been instilled in my brain that like, I love hockey and I'm going to play this, you know, for as long as I can and for a living. And, you know, the dream was always to play in the NHL, play pro hockey. And I just never really saw a point in my life where I like hockey wasn't going to be a part of it. And it's scary now, like thinking, what are you going to do after hockey? But, um, yeah, there's just never no fear and just being confident in your abilities and, and confident as yourself as a player. And um, it's funny looking back now to to like where I am in pro. And like when I came out of college, I was so innocent and I didn't know any better. And I just went out there and played my game and like didn't think about any of like the business side or the aspects like that. And um, you can see now guys get caught up in that and they kind of just fizzle out. And it, it's really stressful mentally to like go down that road and be thinking about like every little thing or what, you know, the organization's thinking or what coaches are thinking and easiest thing to do is just go out there and play and, and not think about it. So I'm kind of lucky that I just, I always did that. I always had that mentality and it was just never really an option for me to like not play hockey anymore. So um, just kept working hard and, and doing little things and getting better and, and trying to adjust it every new level I went up. Yeah, man. I, that was one thing I, I noticed about you pretty quickly, just like hearing you interact with guys on the bench in those summer league games, seeing you in the locker room. I was like, cause you're always like, oh, he's a pro. Like is, you know, he going to be kind of standoffish or any of that stuff. Like I said earlier, you were just one of the guys. And it's like, you always struck me as like, yeah, he, he's been predominantly playing in the AHL. Right. But he, you seem like at the end of the day, like I'm a professional hockey player. I get to play hockey for a living. Like you just, you, you just radiated that energy of just pure love for the game and just kind of seeming like thankful for the position you're in. I don't know if that's way off, but that's the vibe I got from you. No, for sure. I don't, I don't mean to sound corny and stuff, but like, I still, you know, I still have dreams about like scoring in the NHL or stuff like that. And that's like, Fuck it yeah. just comes, it just comes natural to me. And I feel like if you're in this business and like, you don't want to get to the NHL, like, and you're content being in the AHL, like you're never going to get better. And I know I'm getting older and it, it's tough and I'm very fortunate to play in the AHL, but like my goal is still every summer and next year and whatever is to always get to the next level. And, you know, it just takes a little opportunity or a little bit of luck and, and then make the most of that opportunity. So I still really want to play in the NHL and make it full time and, um yeah that's pretty much how i live and 
I try not, I try not to be a cocky guy or anything, just <laughs> especially around like all the boys, like everyone's there just to have a good time. So uh, I, I love it and love being a little kid again, just playing the game. Absolutely, dude. And I'm, I think you can do it, dude. I, that, and again, too, even at your, at your age now being in your late twenties, right. You make all these changes, like you said, in the off season, like that fire is still there. As long as that's still burning, dude, the dream's still there. You still got the shot, man. Keep it up. Right. Dude. Keep it up. You're, yeah. That's awesome, man. I love it. That fires me the fuck up. And I only play beer league. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, I've been yeah, talking a lot. No, I, just, I mean, from what it sounds like, you know, you just <clears throat> practice what you preach of like, you know, you put your game first and the rest will kind of follow, you know, I mean, it's like it, you can only, you know, like you said, you just put your head down and you can only hope for the best, obviously, and the rest, you know, hard work will, you know, pay off afterwards. And, but um, I guess just piggybacking off of, you know, Benny was talking some youth stuff. Um, I guess like, just give us like a, like your like favorite hockey moment, you know, growing up, you know, even if it's just like out on the pond or, you know, back in Buffalo or on the road or something like that, I guess just growing up, you know, throughout the years of hockey, I know you, I guess pre-pro pretty much, you know, even college or whatever. That's a good question. Um, I'd probably have to be when I was at Nichols for high school, my junior year, we won the, like our league championship. It was up in Canada and it was against this Ridley College there in St. Catharines. We won six to five in overtime in the final game and I had five goals. So <laughs> that's probably, yeah. probably one of my best memories, um, hockey, like playing wise. And then I'd say like as a fan, when the Sabres, uh, when they beat Ottawa in that game in overtime and oh. Uh, the now do you believe game and all yeah. everything like were you were you there at all or did you where were where were I mean everyone's got to remember was, where they were for that I feel I was like. at a sports bar like up in Canada and Toronto like at okay. a tournament with my mom like watching the game on TV like oh I so you're an enemy you were in enemy territory it feels even better oh yeah. yeah for sure and then like this year I don't know if you guys know the kid on my team is Jack Drury he's Chris Drury's nephew oh okay. yeah so Sweet. like. I'll, I'll talk to him all the time about like RJ's call with uh, like jury scoring against the Rangers. And oh yeah. Or just like all those epic, you know, like I could name where I was at all those point in time. So yeah, I was obviously a huge Sabres fan growing up and like a huge reason why I played hockey. Yeah. I mean, those were the, those were the glory years. It's hard to, hard to not forget <laughs> about all of those ones. I mean, especially like, yeah. like our age group, like we were, you know, like we were in that, time frame where it's super influential to like our game you know everything that was going on then so it was like hard not to really be involved in hockey i knew i was like that was when i was playing like five four or five nights a week you know trying to just play as much as i could because i was and then also watching every other saber you know every game like glued to my television yeah. <laughs> yeah it's crazy just to think like that as a kid and now we're in this position and it's funny i've actually played with uh over my time, I played with like four guys who actually played in the, I think it was a preseason game, Sabres versus the Leafs, when they had that brawl. And like John Scott was jumping Kessel. And oh, like, oh, shit. It's like, I don't know about guys that. who are on that Leafs team, and we like laugh about it. I was like, I was just a kid, and that was like crazy. And I'm like, now nah, I'm playing with these guys, and they're like my buddies. So it's, it's pretty funny. That's awesome. It's crazy how it all works out, you know? It's just like, yeah. But actually, along those lines, 
has all your time, you know, junior, a, you know, all, all levels. Was there a, was there a moment you remember? I, mean, I know we talked about Brenda Moore, right? But a guy in the locker room or something, or a guy you played with or against, where it was like a oh shit moment, where I was like, I can't believe I'm playing with against or I'm I'm in the room with this guy. Do you have any of those that stand out? Um. I mean, yeah, like my first time playing in the NHL, there was a couple. And, and even in, like, training camp, seeing guys like Jordan Stahl or, you know, Skinner in my first camps, like how good they were and how big they are and fast. And a funny story is uh, Aho too. It was my first training camp. And, like, none of us really knew who he was. He was just a Canes draft pick, and they already had, like, his jersey in the team store and stuff at training camp. <laughs> and we're all, like – we're all like, how is like, how does this guy already have his jersey in there? And then like one practice, it might have just been like a captain skate. We're all like, oh my god, like. <laughs> and I, I mean, Carolina is obviously not a huge market, so people might not see him as much as they should. But like that guy's unbelievable. Oh yeah. Um, you watch him skate once, and you could tell he's different from everybody else. And for guys to like stand out against NHL players, I always say is crazy. Like every guy in the NHL obviously is so good. And then if you can stand out and look like that much better than all of them, it's like you got something. So um, it's like that McDavid effect, right? It's yeah. Very he similar. Makes, like, guys look slow. It's like, these guys are not slow. I know <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Yeah. So it's that like, it's that new wave of guys. They're just so, they're so fast and they, their skating is just unbelievable. It's like That's everything that like, and I, that was one thing as a kid that I loved, I loved skating, but I feel like everything was so like skill-based, like stick handling based yeah. back when we were growing up and like skating was always secondhand. And now it's like, so much skating and that's why I, I think guys are just so much faster and so much better now it's crazy that's exactly why like i changed all my training this summer i was like you know i feel like i'm pretty strong and yeah i'm in good shape but like today's game all it is is speed and if you could skate fast and make plays at such a high level like it's such an advantage so that's that's why i tailored like everything to speed Oh, it makes sense. I mean, it's definitely just like a, it's a weird transit. I feel like the game's in such a transitional place right now. And it's like really cool to see, but you can like really tell the ones that are going to like excel, um, you know, in the game and stuff. And it's definitely like based on a lot of skating. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think you still need to have a lot of hockey sense and some, Oh, for sure. For like, sure. They lose that. Like I'll see some kids skating now who are like, 12 13 years old and their skills are like ridiculous they can skate so well and i'm like oh my god these kids 10 times better than i was when i was that young but then you put them in like a game situation and they're lost and it's like all these kids do are probably like watch instagram videos and try to like work on their <laughs> skills and stuff like that but like when it comes to a game situation like they don't know what to do like so. reading the, yeah just reading the puck and being one step ahead. yeah that was always yeah, the thing see true. i was never that good at like skill based but i always had the hockey sense because my dad played you know um semi-pro played in the u and stuff and i grew up you know going to his um you know, his just like beer league games, but he was playing like, you know, Canadian beer league up here in Buffalo at like good stuff. He used to play with Danny Gare and you know, um, yeah, I, so I used to like watch his, you know, and that was always his game too, is always being one step ahead of the puck and just like knowing where the puck's going to kind of bounce and where it's going to be at. Um, 
And that was, that's always why, especially like when I go to games, I love sitting up top because I love being able to like read where the play is going to go. Yeah, for sure. So I, I know we talked about Ajo and stuff, but I mean, you, you've obviously got a few games up playing with the Hurricanes. I mean, obviously with guys like that in the organization, right? It, in a weird way, as I don't even say a weird way, but does that keep like the motivation fresh? And do you think that like has helped you continue to grow even as you get older being in an organization like Carolina where that, I mean, it's even when they're, they're calling guys up and stuff and night in and night out, you're like, that lineup is stacked when they go to toe to toe, like last night with Tampa toe to toe with Florida. Like, is that something that you think about where it's like, you're a part of this organization and it's like, you know, next man up and, just how deep it is in the competition level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, in one sense, it's frustrating that they're so good. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're not going to change anything up to get a chance, but um, it's obviously really cool too to to see how good they are. And um, when we did, a, a bunch of us got called up all at the same time this year when the Canes had uh, COVID problems. Mm-hmm. And when we went up there and like the, my first game, we had 10 forwards and like three of us were all from Chicago then the next game, they called up a couple more guys. We had five of us forwards from Chicago playing. Oh, and, oh my God. And, like, we won both games pretty convincingly. Like, the second game we won, 5-1 to one against L.A. I forget what the score of the first game was. But just to, like, step in that lineup with, like, all of us and to still, like, win these games and help the team win, it was definitely awesome. And we're all joking around, like, if the Canes go on a run, like, are we going to get a ring now? Because we were part of <laughs> a couple of games or whatever. But – um no it was it was really funny and and it's it's definitely really cool to be a part of and just to step in that locker room and and like you said just help them win games and and how good they are it's it's really cool yeah for sure i i can't even imagine but uh, between that just the players itself and then brenda moore gives a talk and you're like all right it's go time. Yeah. Let's get it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I want to talk, uh, just go back a little bit some more. How did, um? because you mentioned Nichols and everything. By the way, did you get the game winner in that one? Where you had five genomes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Okay, <laughs> I love it. Um, That's awesome. So from there was like, how did the, how did you land on UNH for, for your college career? Um, it was kind of a mixture of Nichols and going to like the national camp. I think it was my 15 or 16 year at national camp. Um, like UNH saw me play and then they like followed up from there while I was at Nichols and watched me play a couple times. And, um, that, that's just kind of how they saw me and offered me. And then once I did all my visits, I think, yeah, I was still at Nichols and then I committed after my, or during my sophomore year or something like that. It's crazy too thinking like i was 15 years old however old i was committing or 16 <laughs> yeah. and you're like picking your future where you're gonna play at 20 and like i didn't even know anything about like styles of game or like all that stuff now i just thought it was a really cool atmosphere and like and i could see myself there but um it ended up working out so was the was unh just like the coolest visit you went on there, there was some partying going on the rink was kind of rowdy <laughs> yeah. is that what did it for you well, honestly, I, could, I never even got to do official visits because official visits you go on when it's your senior year of high school. So I wasn't even uh, like eligible for to like uh, stay over and like stay in the dorm with guys like they normally do. So I was going on the visits with uh, with my mom, most of them. <laughs> um, 
But I got to shout out uh, another Buffalo guy who self-proclaimed UNH legend, Phil DeSimone. He was uh, he was at UNH uh, currently playing when I went on my visit there and, like, the day I committed. So um, it was cool to have another Buffalo guy there and kind of, you know, talk to me about it and, and fill me in on things that, you know, coaches don't. So that yeah. was nice. For Give sure. you the insider scoop. And yeah, the real scoop. What to do, what yeah. not to do yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, that's, that's nice. How uh, now with going to Nichols, did that like really help trans, you know, help your transition, like obviously down the road going to college, but are you, cause you played junior before that. Right. So you didn't even like really make that transition right from college to, I mean, from high school to college. Right. Yeah. I think nowadays like you, it's so hard to go right from high school to college. Yeah, like, obviously. You, you need that jump, but no, Nichols obviously exposed me to so much. And um, when we play all those New England prep schools, like all the, you know, Eastern schools are out there watching your games. And um, it definitely makes you a lot better. And they have a really good program right now. It's a couple of young coaches who both played D1 college. And um, they also have connections in the college world, too. So um, it, it was huge for me to go there. And um, we always joke around. We had a couple of buddies who played on, like, the Canisius Fed team. And they thought they could compete with us, but there is no way. So um, that, that's always a funny joke. But, no, I loved my time at Nichols and obviously helped me get to where I am. And got to shout out my wife, too. I met her there. So Hey, there you go. It's an yeah, A1, A1 barn, too. I love, I've love. i had some good games there, too. It's great, great yeah. atmosphere. Good. Great. Yeah. yeah, get on the small rink once a week too. Play three on three. It's awesome. oh yeah, the small the small rink was where we uh, when we couldn't get regular ice, but our team was so bad they needed to put us somewhere, <laughs> and they were like, "All right, this is where you guys are gonna like work on edge drills and like just terrible like situational corner stuff." It was those were those were brutal practices. That's where you learn how to stick handle in the phone booth. Over yeah, there. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. we still. We still rent it out. And as soon as they put the ice in at the end of summer, it's like a bunch of the pro guys will rent it out and we'll go play three and three and like get super competitive. It's pretty Oh, fun. that's a blast. Oh, yeah. Hey, shoot me a DM when that happens. I'll go <laughs> up in the stands. I'll yell some stuff. Yeah, for sure. I get a little sneak preview. I ain't going to set foot on the ice and get absolutely washed by you guys. I'll save that. I'll save that for that Bob if I get the sub again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, going in obviously, um, get into the the more of the AHL stuff with Charlotte when you uh, you won the you won the cup down there. What was that season like? Just to be part of a championship team at the pro level? Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, people who don't like know it that well, like they're just like, oh, you won in the AHL, but you know, winning at that level is still like so much fun and so awesome. Like. I can't even put it to words how, how like, good of a time we all had together and how close that team was. And um, if you look at the AHL history, it's kind of funny. Like teams who win, like AHL teams usually get pretty stacked and you kind of know when you're going to win. So uh, we just kind of rolled through a lot of teams and it was, it was just like the confidence we had was, was awesome. And our coach was great. And um yeah, I can't say enough. And it's funny because in the finals we played against Chicago, and that's who we beat. I noticed that. And now, and now, like we're <laughs> on Chicago. So, um, and a lot of like, like the the staff, like the GM or like the front office people in Chicago are all the same who are on that team. So 
whenever mm. I can. I'm like giving them jabs all the time. Oh, yeah. Cause they have like, they have pictures in the room of like them winning the Calder cup. And I'll be like, Hey, can we like throw some up from 2019 or like <laughs> <laughs> walk past the visit? room and be like oh we have some good memories over there stuff like that so uh, great oh did you win yeah, it in chicago too yeah yeah we did uh, <laughs> even better that's uh, awesome giving yeah. them the jabs. that's that's all time that's awesome yeah dude. so yeah, um i mean again kind of sort of this year now with chicago like you said you guys are having a hell of a season i, I getting excited for like play are you guys going to be like a one seed i don't even know how i sound stupid i don't know how the seeding works because i hate how the nhl does it now with that wild card shit like i can't yeah. i never know who's gonna play who why can't we just do the one through eight thing like that was easy. yeah so do they do it the same way in the NA or the ahl uh well we have four divisions right now like we're in the central division and we're in first by like 16 points or something so we have a pretty comfy lead um and then yeah you pretty much got to win your division the winner of ours will play the west and then the winner of that plays like who comes out of the east and the atlantic so yeah i can't um, keep this shit straight but it's all yeah different. it's just four divisions you got to win your division and your conference it's it's pretty simple but yeah yeah so but is it only is it only division winner that makes playoffs then um, no, like we gotta, we'd have to win two series, like one through oh, okay. four in our okay. I see. Okay. play. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense now, actually. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's so a even full that... playoff run. Yeah. Yeah. School. Right. Cool. Yeah, it's because the when you get the wild card stuff in there and like the, the NHL stuff's just weird, man. I hate it. I miss the one through eight yeah. stuff. Like I said, it was it was easier because you can get like. Like in the East this year, like you're gonna have like a super good team that's gonna get bounced in the first round. That you would, I feel like, yeah. if you were the league, you would want that matchup like further down. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Hopefully, it's oh, the league sure. again, but we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, how much is, are you? A, did I see you a UFA coming up in the summer? Yeah, yeah, I just had a one year deal with Carolina this year. Oh, cool. Thoughts there? Do you, would you like to stay? Anything you want to share there? I, I know you probably don't, but you're just taking it one day at a time, I'm sure. But I saw the UFA thing this year. I had to ask, see if I could get anything out of you. No, no. I mean, there's there's not much really to say right now. We're focused on winning and doing what we got to do here. But at the same time, like most all of us are on one-year deals. So, uh, you know, you got to play for yourself too to have a good season and get a contract next year. And um, teams like winners as well and when we won in charlotte like pretty much all of our team got really good deals got paid and um it wasn't hard to find a deal so uh, that's also motivation for us so just got to keep working hard and you know hopefully have some opportunities next year and um hopefully have someone who will give me a chance and you know get some games up and, and see what i can do pulling for you dude for sure on the lines too, I wanted to ask: Had you ever gotten with your like agent and stuff? Did you ever get any like big pulls to go play in Europe? Uh, yeah, I've gotten like a ton of offers, especially since that year. Since that year, we won in Charlotte, um, a ton of offers to go to Europe. But I, I've always said like my goal is to play in the NHL, and it's tough to get called up if you're in like Moscow and stuff. <laughs> yeah, for but, sure. Um, the money's great and. I don't know. At this point in time, you know, I'm not playing for the money and, you know, I'm playing to get called up. And also 
um, it's just such a different lifestyle going over there. And I just don't think I'm ready for that. And it's good hockey over there. And if you're not fully committed to it, um, you'll just get fizzled out. So for sure, um, I'm happy over here right now and don't have any plans to go there yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, was that's that, always was like, something, that's always something you can do like way later. Like even guys, like when they're done in the NHL for a while too, like that's always, I feel like that's always going to be there. Just getting right. good things. Like it's, I, I totally get what you're there's saying so there. Much, it makes a lot of sense. So much hockey over there. Yeah. Yeah. The if you go here. over there and ha- and if you have a bad year over there, it's also hard to come back to. Mm-hmm. So I think if you go over there, like you got to have the mindset that like you're finishing your career there. And, you know, if you do have a really good year, you can come back. Yeah. But it's easier said than done. So. Yeah, it's got to be tough with the transition, obviously, going all the, you know, it's just even just the the living transition and then to to like have to like go and then play at at a top level competing then too. I'm a super picky eater too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The KHL cuisine probably wouldn't be ideal for you, I would imagine. (laughs) No chance. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I wanted to get into kind of some off-ice stuff, though. Like, do you got – what do you do to get away from the game? What are some of your favorite hobbies or things you do to kind of take your mind off of things? Uh, number one is golf, for sure. Fuck, yeah. Um, yeah. Love that. I, don't know if, I don't know if you guys even know. This was a while ago. I played in the Porter Cup. I had to be like four or five years ago. Oh, shit, really? Um, wow, for golf. I didn't and, and Nick – Nick DM'd me and he got me a hat and I wore a hat one of the days, like at the Porter Cup, a justician hat. So Oh nice. Um oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I've been trying to push for a golf line for a while. Matter of I fact, think, I think this year might be the year. So I can't believe you just said dude, that's the that's that was the first time I heard your name when they said like I was talking about earlier on the show where it was like, Oh, I think Porterowski's playing today. I was like, who? And he's like, Remember? And that was one of the things Nick told me, and I was like, Oh, no shit. All right, let's go here. So uh, it's so funny that you said that. That just completely yeah. was like pff, there it is, right there. That's hilarious. So how'd you place in that though? I don't remember. I well, I mean, it's all like top division, like division one, and like the best amateur golfers in the world. I think I finished like third last or something. I forget what the actual number was, like eighty fourth out of eighty seventh. But I was like, I beat three guys. I guess so, I. Like, I worded that kind of bad. I was like, how did you, I meant kind of like, how'd you play for you? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like compared to your usual round, were you feeling the pressure or were you just out there? Striping? Oh yeah. I mean, no, this like tournament golf is so much different. Like I can't even put it into words. Like it has to add like five to seven shots, like minimum to like what you would normally <laughs> shoot when you're like finishing out every putt, people watching and stuff like that. But I had my buddy at Ryan Schmelzer. He's a captain in Utica. He was my caddy for the four days and oh, that's great. Um, he knows nothing about golf and he is just out there to like <laughs> have fun and like walk with me. And it's great. Cause one time he loves telling the story. I was like, Schmel, what do you think of this putt? And he like steps in and he goes, Oh, I think a little uh, left to right. And like, when I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is right to left for sure. I just didn't know how much. <laughs> so I was like, okay, thanks. Like, I didn't even want to like argue with them. <laughs> and I, I go up and I trusted my read and I hit it right to left and I make it. And he's yelling at me after he's like, what the hell, man? Like I told you left to right. I was like, yeah, you had no clue. And like, we're just joking. <laughs> and he's like missing his two front teeth. And like kids have like their dads on the bag, like trying so hard and stuff. And I have this kid with like no front teeth and they're like, what is he doing on the course with you and stuff? And got a, got a real happy Gilmore caddy situation. Yeah. Going on. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, exactly. You only got one shoe on. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like, it's four rounds. So the third and fourth round, they pair you with like what place you're in. So I was obviously near the bottom, and Schmel Schmel wasn't happy either. But like my tee times were like seven twenty in the morning, and we had to get there oh, super yeah. early. So I remember Nick was trying to find a time to like drop the hat off, and I was like, "Yeah, man, like teeing off at seven a.m. It's like forty <laughs> minutes to get there. Got to get there early." And I think he like came to my house at like five thirty in the morning or something to like yeah. drop a hat off. So dedication, good dedication yeah. out of him. Yeah. That's his. That's his. Nick is I, I've ever heard of something like that. That's just that's who he is, man. That's why we love him. That's yeah, awesome. For sure. <laughs> so anything else? That, I'm sure you play a ton of golf and stuff. Is there anything else that you do just to kind of take your mind off of things, get away from the game a little bit, especially in the off season? Uh, as far as hobbies, I like fishing a lot too. But it's just it's so hard to like do fishing and golf because yeah, it's pretty time consuming. So. I'd, I'd say golf on like over nice in the morning, pretty much too. Like yeah, it, like it's it's best in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My uh, my wife's actually thirty seven weeks pregnant right now, so it's gonna be our first kid. So I don't know how good my golf game's gonna really be this summer. Probably oh, won't have much time. <laughs> Give me the week clap there. I was gonna <laughs> yeah, ask you about that. No. Congrats on that. Congrats, did I see, did yeah. I see you did the the reveal uh, whacking one off the tee too? Did I see that in one of your pictures? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we had we had all the boys come over and we had a pretty good time. So that was you awesome. Didn't, you didn't top it off the tee. No, we got it was like an oversized <laughs> ball. It was like the size of like a baseball. Okay. So there's no way I was missing that. Nice, <laughs> that's awesome. Because that if would be my biggest. That'd be my biggest fear: stepping up, everyone's around, and then just oh some, yeah, just real disappointing one right off the tee. <laughs> uh that's my biggest fear every time i hit a normal ball yeah i mean and no one's watching yeah, yeah. all the time and the clubhouse is the only the only one that's <laughs> actually watching yeah just i don't want to get chirped by my buddies that's all i don't want Derek lighting me up the rest of the round because i didn't make it past the ladies tees and the or the senior tees in the first first <laughs> hole of the day but um were you were you stoked to see the color blue or would you have cared either way was it kind of cool for the first one to be your son I mean, what do you want me to say? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was pumped, but yeah, you you got to be happy either way. But just well, to have a boy, a boy for our first kid was definitely really awesome. Now going forward, um, you know, we don't care. We're happy with whatever, and just want a healthy baby. But it's funny, people were all commenting on the video saying they've never seen my wife jump so high when it was blue. Um, <laughs> she wanted a boy for the first kid as well. So, oh, that's perfect. Uh, so you guys were on the same on, on the same awesome. page at least on that yeah. one. So, congrats, yeah, man! Congrats, that's that's amazing. Thank you. Um, I mean, what else do you have, Derek? I, I got. I mean, I was gonna things, but... keep on the you know some hometown stuff. I guess you know bring keeping up on the golf. I guess when you're home, what's your favorite course to play? You know, I guess. Uh, you know, you keep you keep uh, it up and keep it up in the north towns at like Glen Oaks and stuff, or are you like <laughs> to you know go around? Uh, I mean, I'm a member at CCB and Craigburn okay. right now. Okay. Um, nice. I do like Glen Oak too. My buddy Anthony Shiro is the head pro there, so I gotta gotta go over there and give him a shout out and talk to him once in a while. But um, damn, that's so hard. I got people at both courses that would hate me, but I, I love Craigburn. <laughs> it's it's such a great course, but we we live in the North Towns, like right in Snyder, Amherst area. So yeah, just going makes, to CCB is so convenient. Yeah, nice. Yeah. That's right. 
we're, we're, we're kind of neighborhood guys there, Andrew. I'm up in Snyder area too right now. Oh, nice. Awesome. Yeah. It's such a good area. Yeah. I'm literally right across from Jazz Bulling. Dude, I'm, I'm on Darwin. Do you know where that is? Yeah. No shit. That's right. I walk, I probably walk by your house. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. One of my, one of my buddies is living there now. My, my other buddy, uh, Dustin Tokarski, the goalie for the Sabres was mad at me. He, uh, he really wanted to live there, but I already committed to my buddy living there. Uh So he always, he would give me shit for like the first month of the season. He's like me and my wife and my two daughters are homeless right now. Like, thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but he didn't know whether he was going to make the team or not out of camp. So he couldn't give me an answer. And I was like, well, whatever. And then one thing led to another, my buddy was at, I forget what the brewery's called in Buffalo, but the whole saber scene was there. And my buddy went to take a piss one night and on the two sides of him were Tukarski and Leggio, Dave Leggio, <laughs> another goalie. And they were talking and shooting the shit. And they started um, like bringing up my name and said my name, like while they're pissing in the bathroom at like two in the morning. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then my buddy pipes up and goes, Oh, I'm living in his house. And Tukarski's oh. like, you motherfucker. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they were just like joking around, but it was yeah. really funny. Like how that all happened and everything. But yeah, the chances um, of that is hilarious. Yeah, it's was just like, a, a small world. It always is. Yeah. It's crazy how small it is. But yeah, that's one of the best really parts about story. it, though. That's amazing, though. <laughs> yeah, it's caught right between them, and they start talking about you. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm like, what are the chances? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, my last question, then, just to round out the hometown, is just, uh, I guess, favorite wing spot when you get home. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, everyone's, everyone's different. Yeah. But Barbell, uh, we usually go after because it's right by Craigburn. Get the oh, yeah. Asian, mm-hmm. Asian honey butter barbecue. It's great. Can't Ooh, go wrong. Buddy. Oh, yeah. Can't Fantastic. Go wrong. So what's yeah. it, what's it like for you living in Chicago, though? What are, what's some of the coolest parts about living there? Um, Honestly, it's like it's just been cold and we've been here for the winter, so we haven't had to really explore too much but my wife's yeah. doctor's downtown so we've got to like walk downtown a couple times it's a really cool city really good restaurants down there but um like i said it's been so cold recently and it's like starting to change and we just came from southern california the last few years where it's like yeah. 70 and sunny every single day so that was a yeah. good point i didn't even get to ask you about your time with the gulls man we'll get, we'll get to that in a second but <laughs> Yeah, no, there's there's good food here. I'm not a fan of the deep dish pizza. I love buffalo pizza and wings, obviously. So, oh yeah. Um, when my wife was home for a baby shower last week or a couple weeks ago, she brought back some Bocce's half baked pizza for me. So oh, classic! That was, a, that was a treat. Yeah, absolute treat for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I obviously I kind of skipped over when you're talking more your, your other career stuff, the, your time with the Gulls, because I mean you had some good seasons there too. Um, I was remember looking at one you had like 43 points or something. It was oh, it was last year actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was was there a what was the secret there? Were you um, were you thinking of re-signing there, or was that like another one year deal situation similar to what you were doing now? Yeah, yeah, I was on two separate uh, one-year deals my time there. My first year there, I was pretty much hurt the whole year. It was, it was a shitty year. Um, and then we just asked for the same contract, and they gave it to me. 
uh, last year. And then, I mean, last year was such a crazy world with like the taxi squads and we were playing, we were, we actually weren't even in San Diego. We were in Anaheim playing out of the ducks practice arena with no fans all year. So that was kind of crazy. And, um, yeah, just kind of tried to make the most of it, of my time there, and it was cool to play with guys like Zegris and uh, Drysdale. Obviously, they're doing so well now, and we could tell right away how good they were going to be. And um, yeah, I had a great time there and, and a lot of fun. Yeah, any funny like Zegris stories for us? Because he he seems like quite the character. <laughs> oh yeah, I got I have a handful. I, everyone always asks me like right away, like what's Zegris like? What's Zegris like? <laughs> and. <Zegris>. Uh, <laughs> He's just such a clown and like his attitude. And I think like spin chicklets has like done a funny job of like presenting him, but that's just like who he is. He just kind of like walks around like a goofball, but I bet him one time in a pregame skate that he couldn't go the whole pregame skate um, without buckling up his chin strap. And he's like, yeah, right. You're on. And I was like, okay, like this will be easy. Like, um, so we go up to like the assistant coach and we're like, Hey, tell Z to buckle up his chin strap. And, uh, it's like, Hey Z buckle up your chin strap. And he'd be like, yeah, okay. And then he'd just like skate away down the ice. And like the fact that he would just do this as like a rookie, we're like, this guy is unbelievable. But like everyone would just kind of like our coach, even himself would just like laugh at him. And we're like, how does he get away with this shit? But, <laughs> um, and he like literally went until we went up to the head coach and we're like, you can't let this guy go. And he like finally like went right up to him and like made him buckle it. And he was like going so long without it buckled, but he's hilarious. Or like, um, our one assistant coach would be like, hey, Z, I got some clips to show you on the power play. He'd be like, yeah, yeah okay. And then just like walk the other <laughs> way. And we're like, <laughs> Oh, he, or he just like he'd stroll into meetings with like his flip flops on and like sweatpants. Like everyone's there like five minutes before a meeting starts. He'd come in like ten seconds before the meeting starts and like flip flops and just be like, "What's up, boys?" And like <laughs> just like I don't know, just his personality. And like some people think he's like so cocky and arrogant, and like he's obviously confident in himself. But he's like such a good guy, and there wasn't any guys who like disliked him and. Uh, he's a funny guy to be around and, and have in the room. And he's got quite the personality. So he, he's a great guy. I mean, I wondered that about him. And then I was watching the game live when he flipped the puck to uh, whoever that was at Milano. Yeah. Yeah. He flipped it to, to Milano there. And I, in like his reaction, you were just like, uh, this dude's just, he's, he's a big little kid. Like he's still a kid. Legit. But like, that's, that's like, kind of seemed like what he was. Yeah, he uh, like he didn't even realize like how big of a deal he was, and he's just a little kid and just like literally goofing around at all times. And like one time I was in a game, it was him and Vinny Latiri. They had a two on one, and Z tried to like pass it between his legs on the two on one, like over to Latiri, and it got broken up. And they get back to the bench, and Vinny's like you fucking do that one more time just make the normal pass like don't put it through your legs i was wide open just make the normal <laughs> pass he's like okay okay <laughs> like it's just like little stuff like that like next shift he tries it again on the next two on one <laughs> yeah <laughs> no he did not lack any confidence in uh trying moves out in games so, he, so was, he's was really he, funny was he pulling off those michigans and like flipping stuff doing that crazy stuff in practice all the time like were you the least Dude, bit like, surprised when he pulled those off like every like i'm not kidding every practice like every other drill like he's doing something where you're like whoa like he'd like get it up on a stick and like do a 360 and like throw it at the nut and you're like holy shit so i was like it's just a matter of time before he gets to michigan and like 
he he would do that all the time and it was so smooth and then like him and the skills comp in the all-star game was like really funny but that literally comes second nature to him so um it's it's really cool to see like his skills with the puck he's especially like in practice yeah he the fact he didn't win that skills competition this year is a complete joke like that was ridiculous that was so stupid that was that was yeah I didn't even see. I didn't even know that he he didn't even win. I just obviously saw the highlights, but yeah, it's uh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was we were. I was there live, and it was. I was like, "Are you what? Are you kidding me? Like yeah. this is like this is ridiculous." It's like, such a hometown thing. Yeah, uh, but it, I do like to give him shit for his golf game though. Cause he he put on a pretty poor performance, and uh, <laughs> and whatever that thing they did with spin chickless guys and. Um, Although the, uh, the sandbaggers, oh, sandbaggers, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but he would always promote. He was like a two handicap or whatever, and there's no way. <laughs> <laughs> just getting in guys' heads, and then he's just goofy yeah. little eager. That's funny. Um, were you the the Michigan thing reminded me? Were you at the game over the summer when Barnaby did that? Were you there for that? No, but I heard about it. Still, I to this day the cleanest one I've ever seen, and I couldn't believe how fast he did it. It was, I was hoping you were there because I, I talk about it all the time on the show, and I feel like they don't believe me. Yeah. But it, it was the sickest Michigan I've ever seen. It was. Yeah, up. I heard about that. Yeah, I you, uh, I tried it in the game yesterday. Like I have a clip of it. I could send to you. It's oh, funny. you got to send that. Send that to me for sure. I got. I got it. It was like with three minutes left. I got it up. And I was close, but the defender is like there and just slashes my stick right. Yeah, like I feel like they're so much more aware of it now. The the demon, oh, everybody else. It's crazy. Yeah, as soon as you go down, like goalies go like jumping up at the top of the post, and the demon just try to kill you. It's, it's such a situational. It's going to be such a situational goal at this point. Yeah. Like it was yeah. like it was like crazy skill to start off with, but now I feel like everyone's got it. Like somewhat in their back pocket and it's only going to work like in certain situations yeah. i mean like how many times does a wraparound goal you know work you know? right yeah. right it's like almost the same thing now so funny yeah man um yeah that's funny yeah because <laughs> dude nick before like i haven't been playing obviously because i haven't hurt but literally the last like five games in a row that because i play with nick on two teams andrew for beer league around here we play the the, yeah. the hall at the harbor center and then we play at the holiday leisure one Every time he's like coming up to me from the, when the game starts, like, all right, I'm going to fake the Michigan and I'm just going to come around and do a wraparound. And it, he's just yeah. got this plan to either do the Michigan or fake it. And then we score off it. It's just like, he's not going to stop trying it until, until it. it happens. Yeah. And then actually, Derek, I don't know if you talk Matt's like uh, the game. I, the first game I missed, he was texting me about it. He's like, yeah, Nick tried the Michigan again and wasn't even close. He was, he was just like giving me updates on his progress with it. He's like, he didn't even get it to me. <laughs> He'll get it once. He'll get it once. I'm, I know he will. It is crazy though. Like the other day, a kid on our team was like standing with the puck behind the net, and our coach on the bench like screams out, "Do the Michigan!" And we're like, "What, what the hell?" Like, yeah, it's just funny how it's just like a part of the game now, and everyone's for it. All right, except, except for uh, Mr. John Tortorella. Yeah. Oh my god, that <laughs> fucking guy! I would love to. Yeah. We've had a we've had a couple of rants on here about it. Yeah, yeah. The guy, I, I, the guy's a content machine, though. I gotta give yeah. him that. I know he doesn't care, but it's he like, always, a, like the Stephen A. Smith of hockey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he strikes me as that kind of like. He's like like I. I don't know if this is true, Andrew, but like. 
there's a certain part about that style of coaching that I feel like nowadays you should blend it with being like a real players coach. Like, I feel like, is that kind of what Brenda Moore's got where he's got that intensity and that like super crazy, almost psycho hunger with stuff, but he's also, he's been a player really recently, a very successful one. So he kind of gets the new generation. Yeah. I think you said it perfect. Like he, he's a great blend of both and, um, you know, he totally gets it as a player. And, and like, even when he's like relaxed, he's, you know, like you're not that relaxed and you're like super focused, but he gives guys their, you know, time off or um, respects. And like, he'll talk to anybody. He doesn't have an ego about him. And, and like when he does talk, like everyone's so dialed in. So yeah, I think he does a great job. And that's why the Canes are so good. Yeah, man. Well, look, we've taken enough of your time. I'm, I mean, I'm going to be hounding you every few months to come back on. We had so much fun doing this, man. It was such yeah, a blast so to finally talk to you, dude. Yeah, no, for sure. Thanks for having me. Time flew by. Yeah, it always does, man. Um, we'll definitely do this again, maybe catch up in the off season after, uh, after the new boy comes and everything like that when you get settled. Um, best of luck to you and the misses with that. Um, and, yeah, good luck the rest of the season. We're going to be watching you. We're going to be pulling for you, man. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thanks, boys. Anytime. We'll be talking to you, Andrew. Thanks, dude. Yeah. Later.